What up, world? Fast first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Make sure you download the app and join me each week on Wednesday at 6 p.m. West Coast time to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Got a fun show for you today. I'm going to play you my conversation from Locker Room, the very Locker Room app that is sponsoring this podcast. I, I was joined today at 6 p.m. on Wednesday evening with Eric Garcia Gunderson, the former host of this podcast, a writer for USA Today's LeBron Wire, the host of the Bulls vs. Blazers podcast. He also writes for the Associated Press and has a Blazers newsletter at blazerbanter.substack.com. Uh, Eric is just a dude who's, who's all over the NBA, but what I'm going to do for you today is, is play that conversation. It was it was a fun little chat. It's, uh, you know, Locker Room's a lot of fun. I've, I've really enjoyed doing it, and I encourage you, if you are able to, if you have an iOS device, join me next week, Wednesday at 6 p.m., where I'll have another one of these conversations. But this week, Eric and I, we discussed a, a bunch of topics, ranging from Terry Stotts to the Blazers' defense, the growth of Anthony Simons, the... Uh, potential of Zach Collins returning. So, so many, so many topics, a myriad of topics. So that's what we'll do is I'm going to play you my conversation with Eric. But first, let me tell you about Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, and just be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinical validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace is a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, it can improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. And Headspace is backed by 25 published studies of, on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now, so go on over to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA today. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. It's the family business that's been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. You can head over to their website right now and you'll shop for all the auto and body parts you could possibly need from hundreds of manufacturers. And when you're there, you'll see that they've got everything you could think of. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, you name it. Even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or for your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks and all of it will be delivered directly to your door. Plus, the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. And the prices are the best part because at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low and they're the same for professionals as they are for the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You don't have to do that. Instead, you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way... 
They know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. The new Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. So make sure you follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you already get podcasts. All right, so here's my conversation with Eric Garcia Gunderson on the Locker Room app. We do this live each week, or I'm going to be hosting these conversations live each week with people from the Blazer world. I've done a couple with Jamie Hudson, my friend and colleague from NBC, and this week Eric joined me. It's a lot of fun, and if you want to get in on these in the future, just download the Locker Room app on your iOS device and then join us Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Uh, Eric, I wanted to bring you on here because I'm the negative one. Uh, if, if there are listeners of my podcast, Locked on Blazers, they know that I'm, <laughs> I can be a little pessimistic, but you're, I feel like you are more optimistic about the Blazers in general. Um, give me a reason before we hop into more questions. Give me a reason for Blazers optimism as we sit here today. I mean, my reasons for Blazers optimism at this point are that Nasir Little looks to be a little bit better but mostly it's it's just it's just nurk when nurk has been in there they've been a competent defensive unit and that is the biggest thing it's just this whole knee thing it's just kind of a bummer and again it it is just like you know it's just kind of been the story of nurk's career and you just hope that he can stay healthy but that's just been it yeah when he plays um when Nurk is on the court, the Blazers are, and this has played out for several years, but um, certainly now, the Blazers have a 107.7 defensive rating. They would that would be they would be pretty good. When uh, they're off the court, it jumps up by 10 points per 100 possessions, one 117.1. Uh, they <laughs> go from being a competent defensive team to a very bad one pretty quickly. And it's, I mean, maybe it's unfair to say like Nurk is the whole answer, but there certainly isn't much calculation for the Blazers being a good basketball team that doesn't involve Nurk playing a whole bunch. No, and and Cantor has has you know he's done his best. Like I don't. Cantor has been a it has been a wonderful life raft, but he has reached maybe the end of his. Uh, skills no oh yeah exactly a life raft is a perfect description like he they need a boat with a motor (laughs) you know what i mean like they need a real thing out there and 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 nurk nurk communicates better he he has just a way better spatial awareness uh when he's away from the basket and 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 also in with regards to help and it's just it's so much better and I I really think it's it, it's that simple and it's I mean it's it's that simple and it's also that precarious like that's that's what it hinges on is the one guy they have no real insurance you know a, a, as another big man that can really win at an elite level like Cantor has been nice but like you know there have been games like there was the Minnesota game where Cantor could got destroyed and it's like okay well he's been yeah. great but he also got played off the floor against the Timberwolves. Yeah, it's it's been the weird thing about them not adding to the the back half of the roster and just adding one more random like kind of okay defensive big. Um it's it's they just they just I mean Terry probably wouldn't play whoever they add, so it's somewhat moot, but there are times um there are times when it's just so obvious that they could have just used one more option. Like, hey, another let's just let's have one more tall person for the 15 games that there was no uh 
<laughs> that there was no uh, Nurk and there was no Harry Giles. Yeah, no, it would it would have been interesting. And now that you know, I know that Rondé Hollis Jefferson had some experience playing like some small ball five. Yeah, he played a bunch of small ball year. five for the. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so like, I mean, it's not. I'm not saying Ronnie Hollis Jefferson is going to be out here changing the game, but it, it is. It's a way low cost, and it's 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 cheap. It, it like it's it's Olshay being cheap, and it's 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 kind of the what he does. But there is, I do think, maybe a potential role there for Ronde. Like just because they can't really. I mean, Covington can play small ball five, and and they can kind of get away with it with Mello, but. I just think sometimes it, it, it's just really hard to to rebound with that, and that's the biggest issue with the small yeah. ball five unit. Yeah, and, is they haven't and, been a good rebounding team with it because, and the problem is, is there anyone on earth you could add to the team that would that would get the nod over Mello? Because that's the spot that you need to upgrade, right? Like the four mm-hmm. spot, and Mello offers some shooting. He really changes the small ball look on offense. But it's like if you're thinking about how can you be. Um, how can you be the best version of yourselves? It needs to be about the defensive end. So um, I, I don't like, I'm with you. I like the, the Rondé signing for all the reasons you said. It's just like, is there, is there a reality where he gets meaningful playing mm-hmm. time? And it, and specifically as a small ball option instead of future Hall of Famer Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he will either. At least at least as long as Stotts is the uh you know is the coach. I I Stotts is riding with Mello, man. Like that's that is pretty That's clear. what they're doing. That's pretty clear. And it's like you live with it and you die with it. And some nights it, some nights Mello saves their ass and 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 like really sure. does. And and some nights it he doesn't. And it's like that's kind of that is what it is, but you know, I, I think that's what they're rolling with and, and hoping that maybe when the chips are down that Mello could be, you know, can still play a little defense. And I don't know if that's going to happen. But I mean, I don't think Mello has been as bad defensively. I think the whole team has been shitty together. Yeah, it's, it's he's just, part of the whole the part of the larger problem. Yeah, Yeah, he's part of the whole ecosystem where it's like guys – don't go all the way with their man that has the ball. They think there's a switch coming and then someone half asses the switch and nothing happens. And it's just like, and it happens so often where it's just like, there's, there's a lack of commitment at all times. And it just feels like, you know, I don't think it's Mello's fault. Uh, I, I, one thing, I mean, I don't, okay. Mel, uh, I want to talk about something with you. This is a reason I guess for Blazers optimism and it's definitely okay. Hit me, hit me. It's definitely something that is in the vibes, tea leaves, reading, uh, you know, division of observations. But did you see Nurk talking about there's a full squad coming back soon? Did you see that? I did not. I haven't. I'm not a big Instagram guy these days. No, he posted it on Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, no, he, but and he used the two eyes, you know, which obviously I'm a big fan of the eye emoji, the, <laughs> the single eye. He used two of them. And he said, we get full squad back soon. And then, so I'm wondering if, and I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, but I mean, if, if Zach can work out for like a month. Yeah. He, it, I mean, is he, it the craziest thing that he could be back by, by the playoffs? You know, the initial reporting from both Jamie Hudson and uh, Jason Quick suggested that it was more like towards the long end of four to six months. Um, both of them, uh, talking to both of them, uh, 
both publicly and privately. It Uh seems like it was going to be on the long end of the four to six months. But then there was some reporting specifically from Jason about how maybe the the earlier part of that window would, you know, four month window would allow uh, Zach to be back right around the playoffs. And, you know, Zach wants to play. Um, I don't know oh, if it's yeah. a good, good idea, but you know, you know, if the doctors say, yeah, you can play, he will play. Um, and boy, does that sort of change the calculations because all of a sudden you have, you know, a better small ball five, uh, you can go really big and play him at the four. Uh, you might have more shooting out there um, and let Nurk really be a true roller and not a spacer. Zach answers a lot of, a lot of the questions. Um, I, in the way that I am, I refuse. I refuse to hold out hope for that. Um, I refuse. Oh yeah, I, I reject that optimism. I mean, you told me to bring optimism. I'm bringing it. I, yeah, I, no, I love I, it. I love it. Okay, we got we have some questions in the in the in the chat. Um, uh, but listen, honestly, thank you for that optimism. That's the type go. of pie in the sky stuff that I really wanted you here for. There you um, go. Not just like not just like hey, the Blazers aren't that bad. I wanted like Zach's coming back, whole squad. They're bringing back B. They're bringing back B. Roy. Jermaine O'Neal's <laughs> coming out of retirement. Um, Sheed is going to be an assistant coach. <laughs> yeah, Bob Witts it back. He, he he didn't get the Carolina job. He's joining <laughs> Terry's staff. <laughs> Um, okay, the first one comes from Colin Hughes, who says, My son Anton asks, now that 20% of the roster is named CJ or TJ, what does that do for our chances in the playoffs? Hmm. Can't hurt. No, I mean, uh, efficiency, right? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, that, that's very efficient to just have two letters as your name. So I think in that respect, that bodes well, you know, CJ having the most efficient year of his career. I think efficiency is the, uh, what, what that's telling us. Yeah. And I mean, and the, the team calls Derek Jones, DJ, like the guys call him DJ. So just add CJ, TJ and DJ like that's up there. Um, yeah. So it, it's the Blazers are as about as efficient as an initials team as we've, as we've seen actually, I guess since the Pacers had three TJs on the roster at one point, TJ Leaf, TJ Warren, and TJ McConnell. Which TJ now? I forgot that TJ Leaf is now a Blazer, of course. Blazers legend in the two-way contract spot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wade Wade Baldwin memorial spot. Yeah, it was at this. Or yeah, Wade Baldwin, Tim Frazier. (laughs) Uh, What's his face? Uh, The Jalen Adams. Um, Colin has Cliff Alexander. Exactly, your boy Luis Montero. Bla- uh, Kobe shit talking legend Luis Montero. Um, oh God! Colin also just wants us to take a moment to acknowledge how awesome Robert Covington has been on offense lately. Yeah, he dude, dude has been. I mean, he's he's he was shooting below thirty percent from three, and he's been so hot that he is like an above average three point shooter now. He's been shooting north of fifty percent for closing in on six weeks from three point range. Like he has just been lights the freak out. He has also like last night when they made their little run mm-hmm. and and they cut the lead down to like five. He had this one like pump fake inside out dribble into a floater, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is like?" <laughs> he is feeling himself. Like Covington is just like unconscious, and it's just like he's just shooting anytime he touches it, and it's great. I mean, it's that's been one of the big reasons why the Blazers have even been able to be where they are. It's like, yeah, I mean, he's been their third best player this year. He's been fantastic. And for a long time, he was their second best player. He's been great. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, when, when CJ was out, he was definitely their second best player. So, 
uh, I mean, 100%. Uh, so yeah, big, big shout out to Rocco. He's been huge for them to stay where they are and in the top six. All right, let's come back in the third segment, finish out this conversation with Eric. But first, I got to tell y'all about Bet Online. It's just the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. There's NBA games every night, NHL games every night, MLB games all day long. And if you don't want to bet on sports, there's reality TV and award shows you can bet on. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Plus, real-time news, scores. Like I said, it's the best, easiest, and fastest way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website, betonline.ag, and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, the promo code is LOCKEDON, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard, still Mike Richmond, and you're still listening to Locked on Blazers. Still chatting here with Eric Garcia Gunderson, our conversation live on the Locker Room app from Wednesday evening. Next question we got is from James Hall, who asks, how do y'all feel about Simons? Well, he's gotten better. Yeah, I feel I feel bad about him, to be honest. He's gotten a little better. I mean, yeah. I mean he... He makes better decisions. He's not just always looking to score, um, even though he still kind of is. But like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I don't. See, he's not a point guard, though. Right. That's, he's a two. I, I, he's a two. I, I think that's the the. I mean, even like like we saw it even last year. We saw like they would put Hazonia out there, you know, with him as the point guard, and it's like. They still just like, I don't know, man. That's one thing. And I, defense is obviously, we talk about it all the time. But sometimes I just watch that second unit, man, and there's no direction at Yeah. All. They need a, they need like a, I don't even know if they need like a floor general, but they just need, they need like one more guy who's decisive. Like it doesn't even need to be like running a play. It just needs to be like a, cool, I'm going to go do this now. Um, they need, or just, they, yeah, someone who's doesn't even, I think even even more so, someone who doesn't care about getting it for themselves. Like, sure, if they sure. had someone like Nick Batum, who literally just goes out there and goes out of his way to set everybody else up, that would help this team because they don't have anybody on this team that does that at all. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely, I, 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 I think that's one thing that they need, quote unquote. Yeah. A um, couple more from the chat. Um, uh, Debrick Lebrick. I don't. I don't know about that one. Um, LeBron, LeBron James is. I don't know how old you are, but LeBron James is the best player you've ever seen play basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, relax. <laughs> my question is about Zach. W- would you, if you were a potential free agent, come back this year or stay recovering and get better for free agency? We are. We already talked about this. I would probably come back just to prove you can play. Right. Like that's my gut. Even though I guess. If you're cleared to play, I would play in four games and say, "Hey, listen, potential free agents, I'm, I'm, or potential, you know, free agent destinations, uh, future employers, I can play." But I, I think there's a pretty good case to be made in the other direction. Yeah, uh, probably come back if I were Zach. 
because I mean, it just depends on the severity and how how healed it is. But right, because if it, if it really is serious and it really would be kind of like iffy for him to play, then yes, you sit out, you maybe take a pay cut for a year, and and then try to come back stronger the next year and get your money back. But I, I think for for he hasn't played really since. I don't know the 2019 play- playoffs like Yeah, I mean like, he played 7 games in the bubble, but he even then Yeah, I mean no one and, and those were non-playoff bubble games. Those were the seeding games and they were huge for Portland to get into the to the playoffs, but it I don't know if, it, if anybody's really going to remember what he did then. And so I think and there's just been so many people playing and there's I, I, I think there's a lot of money out there to be had this free agency. And so if you're Zach, like beyond just staying in Portland, like I do think it, it would it, it would be good for you to just get back out on the court and be like, I can move, I can play. This ankle injury isn't going to ruin my career. Yeah. It, it's all about what the doctors tell them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, another question from our friend of LeBron James uh where the f is the praise for Ennis dude almost always is a double double doesn't demand sets run for him and let's face it his d is better this year than usual and at five million dollars that's a hell of a bargain praise Ennis Cantor we were I think you missed that we were yeah this is an Ennis Cantor appreciation radio segment podcast we're we're cantor positive yeah no I I, Cantor's like like a really really good backup center um he's the best backup center in the NBA kind of depending on on uh, <laughs> and I think his attitude, his attitude is like you. He wins some games for this team just strictly based on being a positive dude who doesn't like let stuff get him down. Like I, feel yeah, like and he, that that is so valuable, especially during the COVID season. Like I, I think like Cantor's value has just been incredible. Yeah, and he just does like what I like about Ennis Cantor is kind of what I like about anyone in the world is. Um, is uh, he just he just knows what he does best and he does it like just mm-hmm. d- just do the thing you do best. I think that is um, I, I think that's really commendable. Um, all right, we got it. We're gonna bring on Adam Nakamura. Adam, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this longtime listener and contributor to the uh, Lockdown Blazers podcast. Adam, do you you got a question or you just want to like hear your voice on the radio? Uh, you know, a little bit of both. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> but no, I actually have a question. Hit us. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the Blazers, you know, they run a lot of ISO, obviously, and that's their offense. And like, from my opinion, I don't have an issue with that. But we have a few players who I feel like can benefit from like, transition offense and the addition of norm powell has really seemed to spark some of that especially when he like leads the break on that why is it why do you think it is that like damon cj don't do that a bit more hmm. i mean i mean they never have my my theory on this and i've i've i'll i'll kind of vamp and eric then you can tell me why i'm wrong um but um Whatever. yeah uh i i think that they're not great downhill scores like neither of them are like you know, finish at the rim hard. And so they just haven't been, um, they have not been transition guys. Like it, but CJ is it just, he just wants to cook. My man just wants to go down and cook, dribble a handful of times. Like think about the final play, his game winner against the Raptors. My man took Fred Van Vliet, hit a, went behind his back, threw his legs, spun to 17 feet and hit a pull up. Like that is CJ yeah. in transition. Um, 
Dame has never been a transition guy. He's he's pretty deliberate. I mean, Dame is so damn good in the half court that he's he's been pretty deliberate. Uh, but I, I Dame as a trailer is like the best transition Dame. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, they're they're it's pretty frustrating if they don't run more. You know, I think they could get out and run with especially when when they added DJ and Rocco and now and now Norm to the mix. Like you said, like this could be an up tempo team. Um, and I'm sure that's something that somewhere out there it's blaming on the coaching staff, but I really think it has to do with the two guards more than anything else. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you're right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think it's, yeah, it's Damon CJ. That's their, their, it's their pace. They are in control and they don't do that that often. And I think also it's, I think for Dame, it's a conserving energy thing. Also. Yeah. I, 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 I think part of the reason he doesn't bust ass, in transition when he has the ball is like he, yeah, he could do that or he could just, you know, shake his man off and pull up from 40 or 35 and get and your point. His points per shot are going to be higher and like, and he's saving his energy. And I think, I think that's a big thing that I think we saw that last night a little bit Dame playing such hard defense on PG. I don't think he had any legs for the other end. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Do you guys have time for one more question? We yeah. got unlimited. I mean, yes, we don't have unlimited time. I was going to promise Eric's time. He, Eric is his own man. He might have to go somewhere. But, yeah, we got time. Yeah, I've got one more. So, uh, you know, following a lot of, like, Blazers fan talk on Twitter and Facebook specifically, um, most of the discussion I have is there's that very specific group that all they can scream about is fire stats. And I'm kind of torn in between both that ways. But the biggest complaint I always hear from fans regarding Stotts is that he never ever will make adjustments and I don't (laughs) I feel like I don't I'm not educated enough to like answer that myself but I feel like when I watch games I feel like there is times he does make adjustments or he tries different things or things happen and then like he never gets acknowledgement for that and so that that same thing of like well he never changes anything and maybe he doesn't so I just like like a different perspective of that since I don't know enough about that. Eric, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think you're totally right. He makes a lot of adjustments. I mean, he does he does a ton of stuff to put Dame in p- different positions to score. And one of the critiques about the Blazers during the playoffs last year was that Dame doesn't move enough off the ball. And I just thought that that was not true because they do a lot of sets to that get him in situations where – he can have some kind of an advantage or at least catch the ball in a different place. And it's not the same thing that the defense sets up for every single time. I think defensively is where I agree with the criticism that Stotts does not adjust enough. He's been more flexible in the past couple of years. Uh, but I do think in the past that has been an issue that's, that has cost the Blazers games. And I, and one that stands out is is earlier in the year when Steph Curry scored 60 points and they he had 42 before they started to double team him. Yeah, they started do- yeah, they exactly. It's like they waited until he was already supernova to start doubling him. And then when that happens, it's like it's too late. And so like I think a lot of times one of the biggest things that holds the Blazers back and I think holds Stotts back is they know what the best strategy is, but they always wait until the first crappier strategy gets busted and then they go to the one that they actually believe in more and i think that 
is one of my biggest critiques of Stotts is that they wait until the first strategy, and, and it's like they know in the back of their mind that first strategy is going to get scrapped. And it's like they need to just maybe just reverse engineer it and go with the second one right away. Yeah, that my I would probably push back against the Dame moving off the ball stuff. I think they get him action off the ball, but what he doesn't do is relocate very well. Like that first action, they'll they'll send two screens at him away and pin down and get him on the move, and and that stuff's great, and he's really good at that. But it's when that first action breaks down, I don't think Dame relocates very well. He has gotten um, better at it this year. He has been more. Active he does little sprint relocates. Um, he's never going to be Steph Curry, so I don't want to like. I hate that. I hate the like. But Steph does it. And it's like okay, but Steph is like um. A, one of the greatest players in the history of this game and a truly unique talent. Um, but, but we'll, yeah, I, I, um, I, I think, I think Dame could be a little bit better at it, but I think it's, it also goes a little bit too far with how much people really, really want him to get there. Um, a couple more from the chat. Uh, Kevin Dew, I, I believe this is courtside Kev, uh, known, known, oh, uh, known clapper and assassin courtside Kev. What up, Kevin? Um, and he's part of the family. Shout out to the family, the Bulls versus Blazers family, the Patreon. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah make sure make sure you're listening to Eric's podcast and making sure you're giving him money because he's doing he's doing good work out there with Sean Eichen. Um, Kevin pointed out that uh, Blazers don't have great outlet passers. So the like guards have to go back and get the ball. Um, yeah, they, they could mm-hmm. use they could use something like that. And um, DeBrick. Yeah. Debrick, we kind of touched on this earlier with like how hot is Terry, like how much um how much sort of blame is being hoisted on Terry. I would say how he Debrick asks like how hot is Terry's seat one to ten, with ten being the hottest. I don't know, seven, right? So seven to I think eight is I think I think it's an eight, man. Like I I would go a step above. Like I, I just you know, like again, we don't have anything against Terry. It's just like that's what's happening. This is the yeah. right now. He's been a guest. He's been a guest on the podcast. Shoot. Yeah, we 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 love Terry. Terry roasted me for being in bed. I love Terry. Yeah, it's great. I've had a, I've had a beer with him. He drinks Ambers. That's the most insulting thing I'll say about him. There you go. Um, I, hey, listen, I like a good Amber sometimes. Shout out to Anchor Steam. <laughs> okay. Well, got to end it there. No. Um, what, do we have any other questions? Do we have any other questions? Oh, uh, DeBrick says, when is Kevin Love coming to play for the Blazers and live in Lake Oswego? I don't think Kevin Love wants to move home. Like, um, I don't get the I don't, sense. I don't get the yeah. sense that Kevin Love wants to be back around the fam. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'm wrong. I think he, I think there was a time that he was like very, very hard telegraphing that he wanted to be on the Blazers. And I, when he was wearing that Oregonian hat, and he was doing it all the time. He was posting on Instagram about the Western Conference and like all this crap, dude. It was he was trying so hard. And listen, uh, like I would love it, but it's not going to happen in a trade. It's not going to happen this summer. He's not going to get bought out. Like it, it just, it's. Not, I don't see when it's going to happen. For for, I, I think the odds are higher of Lamarcus signing with the Blazers next summer than they are of getting Kevin Love. Yeah, I think that's probably true also. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Uh, any other questions in the chat? Or we might wrap this this fool up. Um, I want to say thanks to absolutely everyone for hanging with us. It's a ton of fun. Uh, Colin yes. and Jason, who hung with the whole time. Newcomers, other Jason, Jeff, Adam, DeBrick. DeBrick, I'm sorry that I was mean to you about uh, LeBron James. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm sorry. I apologize. Like the, I like the Wilt profile picture. 
Yeah, I was I was looking at this. I was looking at the chat. It's the uh, it's the smaller version of it. Uh, make sure you all are following Eric Gunderson on Twitter at Blazer Banter. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to the Blazer Banter Substack, and also get in on the Patreon Bulls vs Blazers. Uh, it's a wide ranging and unique discussion of the NBA and all of the interesting parts that make it fun. It's not just breaking down games. In fact, it's no breaking down games. They're not gonna mm-hmm. break down. They're gonna break Break down any damn games. Um, they're talking about, the, about dr- the vibes, the drama, and the vibes of the league. The things that make the NBA a ton of fun. So uh, definitely check them out. If you aren't already subscribed to Locked On Blazers, it's available wherever you already get podcasts. That was my conversation with Eric Gunderson. Make sure you join us next week on the Locker Room app if you have an iOS device. These are a lot of fun to do them live, and I hope we get to do more in the future. I hope you join us when we do do more in the future. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.